This episode of the We Are Birmingham podcast is sponsored by footygreets.com. Hi, it's Paul Devlin here. I heard your force field here. This is Neil Dans. Rowan Vine here. Birthday, wedding, anniversary, or any occasion. Personalised video messages from your favourite footballers. Footygreets.com. Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I'm Matthew Elliott. And life under Lee Bowyer has begun. It has, and it started pretty positively, I think. Yeah, I think the first two games. Well, it did. It wasn't, I think. It definitely did start positively. It, it definitely did. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the, for the first two games, I think, you know, a, a lot of people were sort of having a little moan about the Watford game. I think if you... if you, Three points out of those two games is better than drawing both of them. I mean, you can yeah. the players for me can pretty much write off that second game and say, "Look, just use that as a training session. We're better off overall. A bit of shape work and whatever else." I tell you what. Before we get too into it, well, before you before before we do get into that, let oh. me just say say just say let's say a quick thing. So, on the last podcast, we were having a conversation about Lebo, yeah, and I made a comment about him and Jonathan Woodgate and their nights out in the past. Probably uh, an ill-thought-out comment. Um, I know that some people may have found that offensive, certainly in the current climate. I just want to apologise for that now. I won't go into the detail. I think most people understand what what happened uh, at that time. But we've moved on. Oh, that's moved on. We've moved on. And just want want to get that apology uh, out of the way, first and foremost. So sorry to anyone that may have picked that up and uh, been offended by it. 15 seconds opinion, Chris. Let's go. 15 second opinion. Hi guys, AJ here. Lee, Lee, Lee Boya. It just didn't feel right when Karanka got a result, did it? And that just felt right. Whatever league next year, he's going to do for me. Uh, much better. Um, I think Boya just... Uh, he, you know, he just gives you that little bit of something from the side. He was, he was up and down. He was talking to the players' ears. His substitutes made sense. He kept it simple. Every player knew their job, and that is what it's all about at Blues. Lee Boya, you absolute hero. Lee, Lee, Lee Boya, Lee, Lee, Lee Boya. What a result! Everyone played amazing. Gary Garnett, man of the match. Everyone played great. Two great goals. Well defended. Great decision. Sky Sports classic. Always going against us. We go against Saturday. Keep right on. Lee Bowyer, we're going up. Against Reading and Watford, it's been loads better. Bowyer's clearly got them buying in and that's most of the battle. More intensity, more intent, more balls into the box. But not enough chances created over the two games. I know it's against good sides, and still individual errors for goals. Three bad mistakes for four of the goals we've given away. It's a big, big job Bowie's got on his hands. We ain't out the woods yet. Uh, wasn't a 3 0 game, no chance. Um, probably under Cranker it would have been an absolute down tools game. But under Lee, it was completely different. Buzz created chances. Colin, all oh my days, should have scored. Like, come on. But uh, a lot of passes to take from that. I think. Blues did really well today. I scored really f- flattered Watford. 
uh, plane was cracking going overhead and Dong's face was a picture. Come on, Bowie, do your stuff. You've got two weeks with the players now. Really looking forward to the rest of the season. Keep right on. Played well in, in patches, had some good chances, particularly first half. All three of the goals, again, preventable, but we were in the game until the third one, we didn't have to say. Um, so I can't really get too down with that. Lee Bowie has a blue nose, he wears a royal blue hat. We had Aitor Karanka, and Bowie said fuck that. He drove up here from Charlton and kicked the tosser out. But we ain't going anywhere until we get Dong out. So there you go, a nice little, uh, little song to excellent. finish. Yeah, well done. Um, so yeah, I think a few sort of variations on on the games, on people's takes. I think the general takeaways for me, much more positive in terms of organisation. Players looked like they knew what they were doing. I think Bowie mentioned um, in between games that they hadn't been doing an awful lot of uh, strenuous training but it was more about position work um, sort of walkthroughs in shape which yep. I don't think they'd done an awful lot under Karanka I think that that's probably why the, the ring binder was out all the time showing them which the is bizarre yeah. considering how um, articulate and how much of a perfectionist he was supposed to be before before he came here it's um, yeah odd yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought both performances, I thought that we were much, we just look, what's the word? Organised? A bit more organised? Organised. And I think the key thing is as well, it's just far, and far more positive. Like yeah. we wanted to get the ball forward and there was an urgency about the way we played. Maybe maybe too, maybe too much at times. <laughs> Those two yeah. early yellow cards against uh, against Reading were were. Probably a bit silly, but it almost showed that a weight had been lifted and that they were they wanted to they wanted to win the game. Yeah, they were quite nervy because I thought as we got came towards the end of the game, obviously he made the subs and it, it was Gardner, wasn't it? One of the uh, one of the guys that put up the yellow and it took him off before he got sent off because you could see that happening. Yeah, I think we've spoken before uh, just about how like turgid the football was previously and and the football. <clears throat> okay, it's Bowie is never going to uh, play this like m- massively like it I wouldn't say it's not the word excited this like expansive brand of football but what he does do is they get the ball forward they get the ball into wide areas they get the ball into dangerous areas in, in the box and you know even if it doesn't create you know, a clear cut chance you know you've got the chance of that second ball uh, to you know get, get get a half chance which we create quite a few of I I um <clears throat> I would question that, that, that I think there's a chap's comments on there that mentioned that we weren't creating enough chances well I'd I'd, I'd I, I would say to that that compared to what we were creating previously yeah. under Karanka that is probably about five or six more chances a game that we're gonna that we're gonna create from the way we're, we're playing now. And, and it's, especially it's, when you look into the Watford game, for me, at the moment, they're probably the best team in the league. Them, them and Norwich. Easily, are, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, when you're coming up against them in that kind of form, you know, it's... It, and, and 3-0 was a flattering scoreline as well. It wasn't... Well, and Watford have a very, very good defence as well. So yeah. let's not forget that. So they've got, they are a Premier League team pretty much, a Premier League players all over the pitch. They're, they're very effective going forward. You give them a chance and they, 
they will more often not hurt you. And at the back, they're just really, really organized. But we put them under quite a bit of pressure there. Yeah. The, the individual mistakes can't be avoided. They're still happening. There was, uh, there was one against Reading. Uh, Efridge against Reading, wasn't there? Yeah, so yes. Well, it was Efridge and, and Colan, I think, as well. Probably could have done better on that on that. I, I don't know. I but... think if he, if, he stays, if he stays put, it's an easy save there from the No, it is. Header, so. But, you know, I, I, I yeah. don't think that you could you you, you could stop the header Maybe. as well, Maybe. really, couldn't you? So, um, but really, really, like, there's so many positives to take out of it. Even the 3-0, I, I tweeted afterwards, I wasn't downbeat about it because the players can come away from there knowing that, you know, they've actually given it a really good go. And we're never going to come up a team like that again before the end of the season. And that's worth worth remembering. And Reading were on a good run and, and in the top six I think um before we played them hadn't lost away from home for for a while I think or something so you know this and we we were pretty dangerous against them probably could have scored more goals against them as well the the massive yeah. the massive thing for me with that Reading game was and I, I put a tweet out about it and I, I thought that it might have seemed a bit silly uh, but apparently a lot of people agreed with me and it just felt I felt like a Blues fan again. I felt mm. like the, the I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but the passion was back. It was, I, I celebrated those goals more than I've celebrated probably since Gary Monk left or, or well, since, I, since we weren't able to, to go to games. I was having a conversation with uh, <clears throat> a Coventry fan uh, the day after who said, oh, you guys look like you, he said to me, oh, you guys look like you, you might get out of it now. And he said, "Did you play well?" I said, oh, oh, "We did, and I really, en- I really enjoyed the game." And, I, and I, for a while, I just thought, like, obviously, we've been doing the podcast. I've been like, I, the, I'll always love and hate Blues as a fine line sometimes, but I just wasn't into this season at all. And I thought maybe it was lockdown. I thought maybe it was just football in general. But it turns out it was actually Ita Karanka that sucked the life <laughs> life out of me. <laughs> And I wasn't. I would. I had lost a lot of passion, and it all came back on on Wednesday night against Reading. Exactly the same as you. I got told off for shouting, uh, <laughs> and just getting. I got got really really into it, and I had trouble trying to get to sleep that night as well because yeah. I was still buzzing. Pumped. Yeah, yeah. Which I was. Uh, I was. I'm probably still up at one a.m. And I'd like that is not uh, on a weekday unless I'm. I mean, I've got something to plan the next day for work that I've just been you know, bury my head in the sand over. Like I'm never up that late ever. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was just like, yeah, I think it was, my head was just all over the shop, but, but in a good way. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's almost, so people go on about the passion and having players that want to play and want to show fight and whatever else. I wonder whether that's sort of part of it, because like we said earlier, the players right from the, the kickoff were up for the game. They were mm. in for challenges. They were everywhere and they were showing some fight, showing passion. And I wonder whether that as a blues fan, you sort of see that and it fires you up as well watching it. I don't, I, I'm not a passion merchant by any means. I'm not one of these people. We need the passion, but, Seeing that in there, maybe that does sort of spark something inside for you that gees you up for it. And then with Bowyer on, that someone mentioned it in the, the 15 second opinions as well, that Bowyer's obviously involved in the games. He's yeah. not standing there with his hands in his pockets, shrugging his shoulders. 
he he actually oh, we can come on to the shrugs as well can't we like yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah he's he's almost like he's involved in the game and that he's firing players up as well it's uh, yeah I mean there was him and Gardner both shouting instructions even Paul Harsley was shouting Harsley isn't it Paul Harsley yeah. was shouting instructions from the sideline and you could quite clearly hear um Bo, you're like telling players to calm down or you know get back into position and uh I think um there's at one point I think Wood scored and <clears throat> I think this is the first first goal when Duke scored at early doors and you were saying the players to calm down a bit. I think you said to Har- he was saying to Harley Dean he's like pointing at his head and just like that's like you know, just chill out a bit, just take control of the game. Almost like it, ca- it was, captain, captain in the side from the sideline. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really really good to see, and you know, there was a, the game plan is pretty clear, and he said beforehand, and he said in his um, in his uh, presser and stuff before uh, as when he joined that it, it's just about simplifying things, and we've spoken about it before. That like, you know that I'm not a four four two guy, and I don't I don't. But obviously, getting back to basics is the most important thing going forward. And, you know, that's what we're going to do between now and the end of the season. Then, you know, that is fine if we're going to play in, in the same manner. But it was quite clear it was be organised at the back, do the dirty work in the middle, get the ball out wide and get the ball into dangerous positions in the box. And, you know, the more, the more if you play percentages like that, more often or not, you're going to be able to pick up pick up results. And it doesn't have to be a complicated game. You know, next season they can work on doing, work on other, other bits, you know, where he'll probably sort of look to change the brand of football, potentially change the formation. But 4-4-2 for now and just playing to that game plan just makes more sense than ever before <laughs> yeah it wouldn't surprise me if we say over the next two weeks now again a few people pointed it out there's a two-week break until the next game Swansea on the Friday night and it wouldn't surprise me if we see in if they're working on behind the scenes now on some some different formations or or systems and even if we set up in one way that we can adapt to during the game and, and switch it around which we did against Watford didn't we we sort of and moved did, things around and I think that's what I saw someone um, questioning like the amount of times he changed formation but let's have let's think about like in that game he did it to try and nullify Watford and to still make us effective going forward and to a certain extent that did did work but obviously a couple of individual errors or hit us on, hit us on the counter um you know, and and we're going to get punished, but you know, it did it did work when he switched from. I think he went four four two, and he went into like a a diamond at one point, didn't he as well? Um, <clears throat> there was another. I think he changed it three times altogether. But it's good that he was willing to react so quickly to do that, as opposed to just you know standing there on the sideline hoping that this the formation that he set up with from the start will see him out. And see us out to get a result. I think he quick, quickly realised that like, this isn't working. We need to change it. Too many times in the past, we've seen certainly this season, we've seen Cranker just continue to stick with the same formation throughout the first half. It's only when it gets to the last 15, 20 minutes, he does something daft, and we look even worse. We'd, we'd looked even worse. So I've no no issue with him trying to change formation in game to make us 
more effective and to try and stop the opposition from playing. Even to have a look at things that that for me, when when the game's gone, and it had gone, and I know that there's a, there are obviously goal difference and whatever to play for, but bear in mind this is his second game. Karanka mm. was messing with the team in his twentieth game of the season, in his twenty fifth game of the season, he was rotating things and he was changing things. It's it's his second game. We've lost the game to Watford. Why not try Seddon? Why not try to bring someone else in and, and switch things around just to have a look at them? And he's, he's obviously gone and done that in the uh, for the under twenty threes as well to have a look at players to to get an idea. Do you mean of. Do you mean the under thirty twos? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's he obviously want he's keen to have a look at players that he he doesn't know much about. So. You know, maybe that's what he was doing during the game as well. He was thinking, right, I can, I can put him in there, and I can, I can have a little look at him. Didn't massively affect the game. When, when you look at it, there was Ped's mistake for the one goal. There yep. was Duke getting. Uh, to be fair, the corner I thought was very cleverly worked. Again, maybe it, it's a. Yeah. I, I feel harsh criticising anyone because I think that that's just a very well worked corner. They've created mm. traffic that Duke can't get through. He's made a clever run around the back. It was all it, uh, for me. The peds could roll out the way, but if you've ever defended in a box for a corner, then you know that it gets congested. You watch Trying your man to you, wriggle you, through. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you watch your man. Duke. You watch the ball, and then the ball comes over. You're not trying to watch where your own players are running to for their players. Let's be honest. Duke isn't the most isn't the quickest and most no. sort of agile of, of players either, is he? So he's always going to have trouble doing that. And I think yeah. the, the first goal you've got. Uh, I think offside first. If you if you're holding your line, you're not playing him on, and then reacting to the the ball after the shot yeah I mean I, 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 people think I'm being harsh here I know I think um, I think Brian Dick thought, thought the same actually but I actually think Neil Etheridge could have done better with that original shot I think he could have pushed it further out or, or pushed it wide and then you've got Pedersen and Dean that you know didn't didn't chase the ball down quickly enough to to try and clear it. So I think it was Pedersen and Dean wasn't it? Um, I think so and, and if that you know you, you give Watford a chance and five yards out like that they're, they're going to score yeah. uh, wasn't the best start unfortunately and also actually the, the shot the original shot what, why didn't Roberts try and close him close him down quicker he's kind of just cumbersome approach to sort of block it I think maybe didn't expect the shot but I think you should always expect the shot from the edge of the box and play like that so yeah I mean it's, it, it was preventable but there's still plenty of Still plenty of positives to take take from it, I think. But um the celebration against Redden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the second one. A massive uh up yours, maybe. <laughs> it, it certainly seemed like a, a message was being sent, didn't it? I mean how would you describe it? Shrug shrughousery or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so, so, it was Shrugosaurus Rex. Shrugosaurus Rex. I mean, yeah, he. It, it is very, very clear that from Harley Dean's last um, post match in, interview, yeah. Bristol City, that he was massively affected by just the result, how the results have gone, their style of play, etc. He was just. Obviously, obviously low on confidence. And for someone who was back in Cranker at the beginning, and we all know that the players originally 
were sort of eaten out of the palm of his hand for a little while. And then obviously over time, as you would expect, the players have all just sort of lost lost belief in, in the project, if you want to call it that. It is obviously a massive uh, relief strain off of his shoulders, hence a shrug, uh, celebrating, you know, the two on win. And, and I know people, there's a lot of people, including myself to a point that may think it's maybe a little bit disrespectful, but I'm going to be honest, I, I just, it's a case of the shackles being off and just having the freedom to, you know, probably try and play a brand of football they want to and they've got a re- result when, you know, it was probably against all odds or most of the odds that we were going to get anything from that game. I've got no problem with them doing it. And actually, um, I think we may have more to thank Carly Dean for than than a lot of people realise. Yeah, I'm not, not sure how deep you want to get into that, to be honest. But Well, I, I think we can roll into... <clears throat> well, we won't go into it deeply. We'll just, um, we'll just say, I think he played his part in the changeover. In the adios... Yeah, basically packed his bags and sent him to Cornea. Ay, 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 send him to Cornea. If you enjoy our podcast, please don't forget to share it on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Let people know that you're enjoying it. And also don't forget to rate and review us on all podcast platforms. If they allow it. If they allow it. Cheers, guys. So uh, during the the Watford game, there was a bit of a spectacle not on the pitch. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That was my airplane impression. A massive bee just flying around. (laughs) Well, maybe maybe it was a hornet flying around the uh, Vicarage Road. Yeah, so there's a, a plane... I've got, I've, I've got, I've got all these sound effects, and I could just get an aeroplane <laughs> sound effect. But no, I try and do. It. Try, try and do it yourself. Yeah. So, I'm sure everybody would have seen it. I've heard about it. There was talk about it on social media for a few days in the build-up, and the message by order of Blues fans was it um, Dong must go. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I'm surprised Sky picked it up. Um, I'm glad they did, and. Um, even more glad that it picked up Dong's face looking up to the sky to see it and also Shane Wang next to him who looked like he was having a giggle to himself when it, when yeah. it. I'll tell you what, if there was awards given for directing football matches that'd be right up there it was cinematic gold I think it was brilliant because you could hear it for going for ages I thought they're not going to show this are they they're not going to show it but obviously uh, they, they did and his face was just absolute picture. It was just the timing as well. It was the, yeah. literally the t- one time that they show it after it being up there for 10 minutes. And the time that they show it is the time that he's glancing up at it. It's just, uh, uh, fair, fair, fair play brilliant. to the guys that put yeah. the money into it, arranged it, and, and got it. it clearly sent the message. Obviously picked up by national media. I saw a match of the day. Uh, put a, a tweet and a fa- like a Facebook post out about it as well on, on the Sunday. So, you know, getting picked up in places that you probably wouldn't normally normally expect it. Paul Merson um, speaking about things that he's got no fucking yeah, clue about. Yeah, let's just fucking ignore Paul Merson, <laughs> shall we? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we all know the 
relative intelligence of someone like like Paul Merson um, doesn't know anything. So let's just move on, <laughs> move on from him. Um, and you know, after Dong's alleged comments in the director's seats on Tuesday, and I reiterate alleged comments, not Tuesday, Wednesday about T, uh, Lee Bowyer's team selection and the fact that he thought we were going to lose the rest uh, the game and I think lose every game this season or something ridiculous like like that um allegedly um and you know and and, he's and alongside deserved it. alongside the point that he sat there we're on Sky Sports and I think we were winning at the time and he looks like he's got a face like a slapped ass yeah you know. yeah he's I mean he probably <clears throat> you know I'm sure he would like to fly his own plane own bib plane uh, around with a big message on it saying I still love you ITOR <laughs> IDST on the end of it or something you know um, we uh, we said before about the comments when Lebo or the statement from the club when Lebo yeah, joined that we didn't think that they were Dong's words it probably transpires that you know we we may have been right about that and you know if if his comment if these comments these alleged comments are are true then you know he deserved that being on sky tv on saturday afternoon yeah um and now i'm 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 not i'm sort of of the the point where this is the point where we probably it, it's a really tough one to balance and i, I totally i understand anyone still wanting to push a dung out thing and me myself I still want him to go I still want him out of the club but then I'm fully aware that we're in a battle at the moment that we want Boya and the lads to to do well and it's this fine balance now are the players going to see that and think people aren't supporting them I don't think that they're going to I think they're probably of the, the same a lot of them are probably of the same mentality that they agree with supporters and they can understand the frustrations. Well, let's let, let's 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 jump back just a minute. And we said we wouldn't go too deep into it, but you know the fact that a number of players or some um, of the more senior players went above his head and spoke to Zhao about the Karanka situation would suggest that the players are very much don't believe in the job he's he's doing either yeah so you know um i think they probably are in the same mindset and that's uh, uh, people say was it distractions the players or distractions libo yeah look where libo has come from look at the club he was he was at before he got a team promoted from league one when there was issues going on he got um he made a fairly good fist of it in the championship they were still doing all right in in league one this season was, it, was he around where they were throwing tennis balls on the pitch I think, yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not like know, it's a new situation for him. Is no. And I said last week, I did the, the Home Alone reference. You know, you know, it ain't much better in here, kid, right? And, and it's not. And you know, you can say it's out of the frying pan into the fire. But he is used to these conditions. He's probably just more handsomely paid now. And I don't think it's going to be a distraction. The players, you know, it, it, could it be a distraction? I don't think. Oh, you will let it become a distraction because I think he's going to have them properly focused on the task in hand. So for all the people, I know there are people on message boards and on Twitter that think it, it will be a distraction. I don't think it's anything to worry about. And, you know, I am, 
I'm ultimately glad that people, other people are joining this bandwagon now of trying to, to have him removed. And I think the more people that see this and the more exposure it gets, the people at the top are going to be in the mindset that they need to, to move him on for the good of the club. And for, you know, do they, do, we've always said like, and Daniel said like, how much do they care about the fans? I think they must care enough about them to make the recent changes that, that they've done. Um, you know, and let's see if they, let's see if Don gets moved on or has a, you know, a new job of cleaning the toilets down at West Hills or something during the, during the week instead. <laughs> would, he be, uh, would he be capable? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he would probably try and outsource it to some <laughs> f- French or Spanish um, cleaning companies, wouldn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't even know where to, where to go with that now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, like I say, I, I'm, I'm sort of with the mindset where we, we do, I know that we need to all sort of club together. I'm not sure that, uh, Dung allegedly isn't clubbing together. So should we club together with him? It, it, you know, if, if that is the case, the, the stuff that's been said, you know, he's not he's not on board with it. So, why be on board? It suggests that he doesn't have the club's best interests at heart. And I Looking think sometimes, sometimes I have thought that you know that is that actually he does, but he's just been like poorly advised, or you know, is easily influenced, or just has has just made bad decisions. And you can maybe forgive someone to that point, but this has been constantly bad decisions for a num- number of years now. And the comments, alleged comments that, you know, have, have been made would suggest that actually he's fucking butthurt about the fact that his mate, the, the, guy, the manager that he chose, that he wanted to do well and it was backing, um, you know, has been removed. It went, the decision went above his head. And we just have to hope that we don't end up in another situation similar to to the Gary Gary Monk one where you know that was someone else cho- chose Monk he didn't he didn't want him he had to be brought back to try and get a deal over the to get a deal over the line and then you know as things sort of developed and transpired he yeah okay Monk didn't do himself any favors but he forced him out the door as well first, now we need to make sure should, it seemed like yeah. as well we just need to make sure that that doesn't happen again with Bowyer because we've, we've got someone now that has a connection with the club, has a connection with the fans. Is want, it's a very similar situation, actually. You all organised at the back using, you know, the, the way the, the team is set up to get us out of this hole. You know, I think the connection will be back with the fans as soon as we can get uh, fans back in the stadium and stuff like that. Just we don't need a character like. Dong, you know, unsteadying the ship. The ship again. It's just, so what, and that's that. That what, would be my worry. What you're saying is, I'd just swing that dong out the door. I'd absolutely I would, get my dong out. <laughs> I would absolutely get my dong out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm still, I still don't want him in charge of the club. I still don't think. I, I've, I've never thought that he's particularly capable. I think that he's he's proven that over time. I understand where people are coming from when they say don't don't cause divisiveness at the moment. Sort of a bit of unity is what we need. 
and I'm on board with that to an extent, but I'm not totally against banners, planes, whatever. I think, and I think the point's been made now. I think to, to the to the biggest extent that it possibly can be with lockdown and whatever in place. Um, I, I just hope that, and I don't think that the players will will think that it's against them. I think that the players will understand the situation. They've been around long enough. Hopefully, Bowie has been informed about the situation as well. I'd assume that he, he will have been. He's working with Craig Gardner, isn't he? So he's not going to not get the lowdown from him. Uh, so and, you know, hopefully it's, it's not going to adverse, adversely affect us. And that... <sighs> I can't see that it will. I can't see that it will. And two two weeks now, I think the players know that they're they're full, fully behind us. They're going to come over over that two weeks. They're going to go away, work on it, and and I think the Blues fans are going to get behind them. No, I agree, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, he's still going to be hanging around for a bit. People have called him Teflon Dong, but let's hope that some big changes are made in the summer when, yeah. when they need to be. Well, that's, I think that's the, the key as well, isn't it? He, he might not be sacked this week or next week or not even sacked at all, but relocated to a different job role somewhere. But yeah. if anything's going to happen, realistically, it's going to be... What? <laughs> Toilet duty. Told you. <laughs> Toilet duty. <laughs> Um, or we can go to fucking Cornea and yeah. do toilets there. They're much worse over there. Can't Holes in the ground. Mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think if, like you said, if anything's going to happen, I, I can see it being the end of the season. I can't see anything happening imminently. It's going to be something that that's yeah. summertime. He's going to be needed hopefully. ultimately. I think he's. He, there's that many people that have have left the club and whatever job roles that have been taken, and. Because of him, because, there, yeah. there's no there's there's no one else to do any of these these tasks exactly. for him. But so, anyway, you know, ho- hopefully end end of the season, make some changes. Yeah, bring someone uh, in who who has some connection to football and understanding how football clubs are run, and who has the best, who genuinely has the best uh, interest of the club at heart as well, which was worked out before. I think that's we'll, we'll probably be able to have this. Sort of conversation over the summer at some point, I, I would think. Um, yeah. But someone who's they're obviously going to want someone that they trust. Yeah. So if if there's someone who can come in that's got a connection to football, trust that's got their trust, you know, it it, it works. I think. The worry is, and we won't go into it now, that they, you know, they just bring in another dong or you know dong two point or actually someone that's worse. So they need to be, you know, um, smart. They need to be a bit smarter about the decisions they make. And I think, well, I don't think, and I don't know, I hope that they're aware of that. Now, no game next week because of the international breaks. Players are going to be working hard behind the scenes with Lebo here, I'm sure. Um, But we've got another game that we can uh, take a little look at. The under twenty three, under thirties, under thirty fives, under under, <laughs> under thirty twos. I think it ended up with whatever it didn't it? So I mean, um, I mean, Bowyer said after this game against Watford that he wanted to play some of the fringe players in the under twenty three games this week. Um, it looked like that Cardiff had played a, a couple of first teamers and a few trialists in in there themselves as well. Um, 
I mean, <clears throat> I'm not sure how much you would have learned about uh, about most of the players. I would standouts for me in that game were Riley McGree by some way. Um, Steve Seddon was very very good, um, and you know, Mikael <laughs> San Jose was actually like just. I think he was sort of played at the base of the diamond. He was just pinging the ball around lovely. Is even on yep. that pitch, he had so much just, time though, didn't he? He so did, and, and this is the <laughs> thing: the, intensi- in the championship, the intensity in the under twenty threes, and just it, it was played almost like a friendly in some in some cases. That you know that was pro- that's probably what he's more used to when he's been playing in Spain because yep. a lot of the, the, the it's a lot of calmer over there, isn't it? There's lack less intensity, so. You know, and he, he looked very good. So you know that he's got that in his locker. Um, he's clearly, Bowie's clearly got some faith in him because he's brought him on twice, both both his games. Um, Clayton's nowhere to be seen. You know, you, you'd say that probably. What, what, San was Jose, it, what was it you said about Clayton the other day when you missed Trey? Is it? Uh, he's probably still Sh- chauffeuring Karanka around. around. Yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> That's that's his uh, that's his quickest way of getting around um, f- for Clayton. Um, <laughs> so, it's, that's when he's jumped off of his mobility scooter into the car so he can fit Karanka into it. But yeah, um, it's, it's hard to make any uh, real judgments from it. But I thought Riley McGree was with his uh, Steve Claridge esque socks down by his ankles. Uh, we won't say about the chap across no, the road, across up. the expressway. Uh, really good. Not, nice goal. Well, him, not you. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, re- really nice goal. Some lovely link up play with uh, Kiki Simmons as well, who looked useful in parts, but maybe looked like he was trying a little bit too hard. Clearly a boy with, with a lot of talent, but needs to be able to concentrate on getting, getting the basics right. And there is Jonathan Lico who, whilst maybe didn't impress some people, you could see that actually there's a little bit of life in him now. And I think we saw that in the last couple of games as, as well against Watford and um, Reading. Actually, it's quite funny. <laughs> I was just going to say, the, the thing that made me laugh about Lico and um, Bowie was that he turned around in one of his interviews and said, I don't even know what he's going to do. Lico doesn't even know what he's going to do half of the time. <laughs> well, this is, you know, and I think, I can't remember if it was Jim Smith um, I'm going to mention Jim Smith again later, actually, in, in uh, regards to something else. But I think when he had Paolo Wanchop at um, Derby, he used to say the same sort of thing. Like, I don't he doesn't know what he's going to do, and I don't I don't know what he's going to do, and he doesn't know what he's going to do next. And could be good, you know, could be bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, there's a little bit more intent about him. There's a couple of times he's cutting up from that left and shaped to shoot, and he's just sort of gone high and wide and. At some point, one of those is probably going to go in. He does look like he's playing with a little bit more confidence. I think that's all all he needed. I don't know why Boya decided to play Minion the 23s, to be honest. He would have known what he was capable of, or maybe it was just a case of getting some more minutes un, under his belt for him. Confidence, maybe. You never know. If he'd have, if he'd have tried that shot the other night and it had come yeah. off, then you know he's flying, isn't he? He's going into this break now. Got to be honest, I wasn't uh, overly impressed with Sam Cosgrove. I just I've seen nothing from him so far that suggests that um, I don't know that. I think he's probably another one. Maybe he's coming to uh, he, he's coming to the team into a team that's sort of underperforming. Confidence is low. 
Um, he hadn't been on the best run himself up, up in Scotland's intensity of training, which he, he quite rightly sort of mentioned early doors is a lot different for him. So he's still getting up to speed, but he needs to start getting up to speed sooner rather than later, because otherwise we're basically working the rest of the season with, we're just two strikers. Uh, he needs to be able to uh, be a little bit more effective and a guy that's his size and, you know, he's not, he's certainly not quick by any stretch of imagination, but I think he's probably quite quick for someone of his, his stature. Um, we need to see a bit more from him. And that was a, that was a good opportunity for him to get a little bit more involved. And I, w- I just wasn't seeing that. Um, no. It's interesting. They played a diamond in that game as well, uh, as opposed to just like a flat, flat four, four, two, that may have been to do with personnel, but um, yeah, it was, it was an enjoyable game for, 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 for what it was for a free thing on Facebook. <laughs> Certainly yeah. more enjoyable than half the games I've watched this season that I've had to pay £10 for. Yeah. So. <laughs> a couple of goal, goalkeeping mistakes as well, weren't there? Yeah, I mean, the the Blues one was... Uh, pretty look like he was like, jumped out the way, way, way of the ball. <laughs> um, that that was avoidable, I think, the, the cutting out uh, that long ball. Uh, we obviously was like miles off the pace, but and then obviously the goalkeeping mistake from the corner drop basically dropped Riley McGree's corner into his own net over the body of Aiden George. <laughs> but yeah, it was it. <sighs> See, I don't know how much I learned about any of the players. So hopefully that Bo, you learn enough about them. But you know, it was I think a nice run out for a few of them, and you know, a win's a win, isn't it? So it'll make those players that have been sat on the bench for the last eight, ten weeks, um, a little bit happier, give them a little bit more confidence, I think. Yeah, of course. Now, the other thing that you wanted to talk about, you mentioned Jim Smith. Uh, Yeah, so obviously, sadly, uh, this week, Frank Worthington has died. I think he um, played for Blues, what, about 80, 88 times, scored 30, 33 goals, I think. I obviously not at the age of ever seeing him. Like certainly not live in a blues top and uh, in, in, in a blue shirt. You bumped into um, him, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get on to that. So my <laughs> my dad's uncle, granddad, loved Frank Worthington. He's just one of those special, special players. Uh, I remember when I was younger, uh, there was a goal that he scored, not for Blues. It was for Bolton against Ipswich, where he kind of would flick it over his head, flick it over two players, and then. Uh, just sort of half volley or volley it. I think it was going to sit switch it in in the league cup. It's a bit like a bit like the Gaza one, wasn't it? Gaza, Matt Letizia sort yeah. of would do that on a fairly regular basis. But I think Frank was known for ball skills, juggling, keeping you know, sort of that sort of stuff on the on the pitch. But um, yeah, did he, did he say something like uh, he wasn't he wasn't good at controlling the ball? But he had great ball control, or is it the other Ooh, way around? Yeah, something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, um, and, and looking at some of the the goals, the thing that stood out for me on like the last couple of days on Twitter, the the videos that people have posted, is that he seemed to the the ball seemed to sort of bounce around an awful lot, but he'd come out with the ball. It was like yeah. he, but you can't say it's luck when it keeps happening. <laughs> it's like we well, look at some of those pitches in the seventies and eighties. And you know, they to make be able to try and, now look like a carpet. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to try and do anything with a ball back then, you must have been must have been something special. So, no, I mean, um, never had the privilege of, of playing of playing with him. I've seen him play. No, me neither, mate. <laughs> but, uh, seeing him play, but I did have the privilege of. Uh, I was 
at the top of the cop corner uh, going to take my seat before um, just ready to go and take my seat before a game a few years back he'd obviously um, was doing some guest speaking in one of the, like, the lounges or something and um, he was up there and he I, at the time didn't know who it was but he like he was being ushered through by some security but just walked straight into me uh, I must have been f- fucking invisible because I was about three stone heavier then as well um, uh absolutely steaming drunk being guided into one of the side doors on one of the boxes on on, on the cop so that is my experience of <laughs> Frank Worthington but I haven't got anything uh, anything uh, more exciting to share but yeah, it's a, a weird one I know because I've never seen people ushered into the side up there that were uh, you know and I know I think of, I know where you mean is it where, the, uh, where the steps come up at the in the cop exactly, corner and then exactly. you've got the side door that goes into the boxes yeah it's there yeah, yeah. there's a, the, the, the female toilets just to the, to the other side but yeah I'd never really thought that that was until that point I never realised where that door went to I thought it was just like some boiler room or something <laughs> potentially and yeah it turned out that they obviously they can goes get into them the corridor. Into, yeah. into the corridor yeah but um, yeah sad day for obviously um, quite a few people who were fans of Frank at Blues, Leicester, Bolton, and he played for about fifty clubs, something ridiculous like that. He was played all over the joint for played for even when he left Blues in eighty two. I still think he played for about nineteen, twenty more years after that. So a few cats for England as well. So yeah, and rest same, in peace. I know. Same, same, like a massive character as well. Is uh, I, I saw something about him being a massive Elvis fan, and he used to sort of dress oh, yeah. dress in the style and wore the it, the, well, the neck. Color that is exactly it's sort of like a denim uh when I went to like it's this denim type shirt with the two sort of black um you know like the cowboy type string, things have that yeah thing I'm sure there's a proper name for them yeah. but I'm gonna say it's not my uh not, not my committed style of attire so I don't I don't, it I, it I, do you reckon I should try it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, tr- I'll try it um there was was a lovely little sorry to just put in there was a lovely little video um i don't know if you saw it on twitter um a a story that went with it about the alzheimer's uh side of things and that the as it things got worse the worthington family used to have a christmas party every year and that they um they'd got hired a elvis tribute act um in, in one of the later years and he 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 was at the point i think where he wasn't totally with it but his face lit up and he the, that they said that he, he believed that it was the real elvis for a moment and that there's a video yeah. that went along with the, the series of tweets um yeah. and it, it showed the the moment and he was sort of there with elvis and it was just a really nice a nice little moment to, for from the for him and the family it's a nice little memory for them i suppose yeah definitely and um but alzheimer's is a, a fucking terrible it, it, it like literally tears the the person away from you. And yep, I've had the same thing fairly oh. recently with my uh, with with my nan who was recently put into a in in a home just after I left England actually. So I know that's that was a <clears throat> watching them deteriorate in front of your your eyes is not a, is not an enjoyable experience. So yeah, my, my, thoughts my, out to the family and whatnot. Yeah, of course. My my experience was with my granddad. He'd gone into a home. Um, the, I don't know if this is the time to talk about it, but it's as good a time as any, I suppose. Um, but my, my granddad had gone into a home. My nan had passed away. Um, and my gran- I went to see my granddad the one day. Firstly, he thought I was my cousin. It got me confused with my cousin. Yeah, that happens um, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he'd said um, that my nan was in the other room 
bear in mind she'd passed away six months later or so oh, he yeah. lands around somewhere and then for the next sort of 20 minutes half an hour there was like a looping conversation of your nan's around she'll be out soon oh hello when did you get here that that kind of thing yeah no, um, and it, it, it totally destroys the person and in the end like i was it was almost a relief that that my granddad was out of his his pain um at, towards the end but I was, uh, it's it, it's soul destroying to to witness but yeah like like you said mate uh thoughts go out to the the family i never got to see uh frank worthington play but lots of people did and now they'll, they'll be affected yeah i mean my dad said that the uh that the team he played under uh jim smith was like a really really exciting exciting team to watch so um yeah it's sad sad times but we move forward but rest in peace rest in peace now there's no game to look forward to next week and there's no game to review on next week's podcast so if you've got any suggestions that you'd like to to have us talk about for next week to, as a little stopgap and filler just before we sort of look forward to the Swansea game on the Friday night please send any suggestions in look forward to hearing anything from you from DMs or just tweet us or or send we'll a carrier pigeon or or 50, send it to the 15 second opinions thing if you want yeah, anything, yeah. Any, any, anything like that yeah so. if, you, if you want to say, I'm, in fact I might put a tweet out with, with some uh, people for people to send some suggestions in over the uh, the voice yeah. messages maybe some questions um, but yeah thanks again for listening and we look forward to speaking to you next week and until then keep right on keep right on